Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Welcome to Love Life. This is a podcast about love and life. I'm Osher Ginsberg and joining me every week is psychologist Leanne Hall. Hello, Leanne. Hello, how are you? This week, I'm, I'm okay. You're uh, okay. Yeah, look, life is peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. It's it's there. You can't have day without night. You can't have sunshine without rain. You can't. I've been I've been getting dragged through the mud a bit lately. Uh, it's been a little tough, but it's okay. I've got a brain that's a little different, and uh, we've talked about this before. You yes. and I have talked about we talked about this the first time we met. Um, actually, the first time we met, I was on so many drugs when we first met. I was on <laughs> I was on four different kinds of uh, of drugs. That was a long time ago, it was. wasn't it? Yeah, I was on two different kinds of antipsychotics. Yep. And um, uh, this many serotonin reuptake inhibitors and that many something else. I'm just on one thing now, Good. which is nice. Yes, that's nice. Which is nice, but it is still you know it's the ever ever present balancing act of benefits versus side effects. Yes, yes, and looking after your health, which you do. That's I try what it's all to. About. That's what it's all about. I try to, but. Um, Thankfully, bless her, my dearest Audrey, um, one of the side it is about benefits and side effects. Yes. And one of the side effects of being on the medication that I am on is weight gain. And that is, you know, mm-hmm. it is not uncommon in, yep. the, in the world of drugs for mental illness. Absolutely. And thankfully, my dearest Audrey has said, look, I, I, I don't mind if you're a little rounder on the outside, if it's softer on the inside, oh. because it's better than when you're <laughs> thinner on the outside, but spiky on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely said. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. What was wrong? Is your you my phone's your, ringing? You lived, well, you're, it's because you're a popular person and people are trying to book appointments with you. You can call me and Leanne o two eight triple nine nine three eight six. You can uh, leave a message with your question. We'll do what we can to help you out today. Some interesting questions for you, Leanne. How do you meet people when everyone else is partnered off? Mm-hmm. Could you choose between your spouse and your child? My goodness, oh. we're getting some tricky ones today. And if your boyfriend never puts a photo of you on social media. Does your relationship really exist? There has to be so many people that can relate to that one. We'll get to that mm. question. It's got a bit more background than yep. that. Uh, once again, you can call us up 899-9386, 02-899-9386. First question comes to us from Matt. Hi, Asha. Hi, Leanne. Um, I just moved back to my very small hometown where half my childhood friends are married. And um, everyone I know is uh, friends or family with my ex. I was just wondering, how do I meet people? This is a tricky one. Why did he move back there? <laughs> oh. There may have been family situations, yeah, Leanne. There that's may tough, be isn't it? like a family business he's had to come back for. There may be all kinds of. He might be caring for someone. Mm. There could be all kinds of reasons why Matt's had to go back. Do you know people change though? I mean, he might be judging people a little bit prematurely or based on what he knew of them years ago, for example. So, you know, give people a chance. Maybe people that he thought weren't his type of person might have evolved and changed and grown and give him another go. He's also saying that all his childhood friends are married yeah. and 
I know what that means. It means that no one wants to come out because mm. everyone's, no, I'm at home watching Gogglebox, mate, and then I'm going to go to bed. It's 9.30. Come on. Yep. It's already past my bedtime. How close is the nearest town, I wonder? Mm. You might need to go for a drive. What do you do when you're in remote parts of well, Australia, which, you know, is a problem. This is yeah. Our country is vast. Yeah, yep, yep. And you measure, you know, time between towns in hours of driving, not kilometres. Mm. The only other option is online, I guess, isn't it? But, yeah. you know, and sure, you can start relationships online and that's fine. But at some point, you kind of want to meet. So, while I would sort of say online, I mean, I don't know whether there's, I don't know whether that's the best option either. I mean, I think, I guess my advice would be give people another chance. I mean, I know everyone's married. Everyone you know is friends or family with your ex. I mean, okay, I know that makes it kind of really tough, doesn't it? But try and, and keep an open mind. Don't judge people based on preconceptions and things, perhaps. Online or where's the nearest town? What about if people that he's, that are still friends with his ex, is he prematurely writing them off? Is, is there an opportunity that he may be able to have a conversation with one of them that, mm. that knows his ex? You know, we don't know how long ago it was, but yeah. he hasn't shared us th- yeah. that information. Yeah, that's right. It's very easy to do that. I think of some people I grew up with and I think, oh, gee, I wouldn't want to necessarily hang out with them. But how do I know if they're still the same person? Chances are they may have changed. They mm. People grow through experiences and things. And, and in fact, one of my closest friends now, I was friends with in, at school and then we lost touch for 20 years. So people do change. I'd be also very much saying keep an open mind with people that you might be writing off a little bit. I would say, Matt, like just I myself, I'm a completely different person to who I was yeah. five years ago. Ten years ago, mm. I couldn't even, you know, 15 years ago, mm. I don't recognize that guy. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. So people, people do change. And when it comes to meeting people online, well, that's a whole other scenario, yeah, isn't it? it is, isn't it? Yeah. But that's the way of the world. That's how people meet. Look, it is. And, you know, you could do both, you know, sort of keep an open mind with people in your small town, plus also go online. When you are living in a small town, I guess now that everyone is connected via social media, we all have that small town vibe Mm. and that we all kind of see what our ex is up to, Yeah. even though we don't want to, Mm. because we've got mutual friends and one of them turns up to a fancy dress party and then we see our ex with their new partner. We get that small town feeling of, oh, we've gone to the the pub and there they are. I guess we can all relate to that. How do you move on from a relationship when these reminders are all around you, Leanne? You can't move on. I think the other thing to remember too with things like Facebook is it is the highlight reel. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are putting the highlights of their life on there. They're not necessarily putting all the real stuff on there. So you may have a perception that, oh, my gosh, they've just got all their shit together now, don't they? You know, why is it that when we were together, they weren't that happy? But the reality is they're only showing you snippets of what they want you to see. So it's very contrived. So I always kind of take the whole social media thing as take it with a grain of salt. Mm. But if you're grieving the end of a relationship and I look, I see a lot of young people and, gosh, you know, this is the story of their life, you know. They broke up and all of a sudden – She's still seeing Snapchats from him and he's still appearing on her story and things like that. You have to allow yourself to grieve, in which case you've got to sort of block and cut contact, at least for a period of time, to grieve that relationship. Otherwise, it's impossible to move on. I deleted an entire Facebook profile because I didn't want to defriend everybody. There would have had to have been like 100 people that I had to defriend and I didn't, yep. didn't want them all to see that I defriended them. So yep. I just never used that Facebook profile yep. again. And just let it die yep. and then started another one, a completely new yep. one and only made friends with new people that I wanted in my life. Got a new passport and moved to a different country. <laughs> it, online? Abs- that's exactly yeah. what I did. That is exactly yeah. what I did. Yeah. Oh, Matt, good luck, pal. Yeah. Uh, all the best from us here. Um, 
bear in mind though, Matt, that we all do feel your pain because mm. sometimes, and certainly in this day and age, when we're surrounded by everybody's Facebooks and, and Instagrams and Snapchats, we are surrounded by uh, reminders of our exes all the time. So good luck, Matt. The professionally trained psychologist Leanne's advice is try online or go to a different town. <laughs> I've got eight years of uni to be able to give that advice. <laughs> big question here from Claire, who has a big decision to make. Hey, Osha. Hey, Leanne. Uh, my name is Claire, and I have two gorgeous kids with my husband, and I just found out that I'm pregnant with our third. Um, but this one wasn't planned. Now, I'm really, really excited, but my husband isn't. He's been really struggling with this, um, and he's actually suffering a bit of depression at the moment. And he basically just doesn't want me to have the baby. He doesn't want us to have this third. Um, he said that he can't cope and he wants me to terminate the pregnancy. He's actually giving an ultimatum, uh, which is really difficult to um, come to terms with. And he's saying that it's him or the baby. And I just, I'm just beside myself. I don't know what to do. Um, so I'm just wondering what is the right thing to do? What should I be doing? This is a heavy wow. question, Leanne. Oh, gee, I feel for Claire. There's a lot of issues there, aren't there? But oh, my heart goes out to her. She's she's in a really – it doesn't get much tougher than that, yeah. let's face it. That's really tough. She's obviously got a partner who is struggling or struggled with some depression. So there is some mental health issues. That could very well be clouding his perception of having another child. It's really difficult for her to kind of be able to judge – conclusively how he's going to react to this news if he does have a mental health issue. So what I'd be saying to Claire is, look, I guess that the first issue is where is your husband at with his depression? Because maybe that needs to be treated. Maybe that needs to be treated better or addressed at least. With that being said, only then can she really then look at the issue of the baby and how that's going to impact on the relationship. Because at the moment, there could be mental health issues that's kind of just clouding everything for her. It takes two to make a baby, as we know. Yeah. So she can't be sort of accepting full responsibility for this. That's not fair either. This wouldn't be the first case of someone misjudging their partner's reaction. You know, when someone can, can see that there is actually a new life and, and the potential of another child, you may think you might get a particular reaction. You might be very, very surprised. So Claire might get a reaction that she's quite surprised about. I think the conversation has to look something like helping him address his depression and getting him the support that he needs. And then within that context, address the issue of, of the baby. And look, understandably, he's saying that he cannot cope with three. That could be the reason he's feeling overwhelmed. You know, I can't cope with three kids. I mean, that's totally understandable. So the conversation could then involve how they're going to do it you know how can we do this okay we've got three this is the plan this is how we can do it we can we've got support get your supports in get your ducks in a row you know so I think if she does some thinking through before she sort of breaks it to him thinking around how she can help him with his mental health issues um, what external supports they can bring in to help with his third child and then present all that to him rather than just drop the bombshell of I guess what I'm pregnant that might sort of soften the blow a little bit it's just a shitty situation to be in isn't it Potentially there's no winners here. Claire's going to be upset no matter what, isn't she? Really? It's a hell of an ultimatum to drop upon your wife. Oh, yeah. Me or the baby. Yeah. And look, I don't know. I have a bit more faith in Claire's husband there. I don't, I'm sure that's how he feels, but at the moment in his head, there's no third baby. So it's easy to say when there isn't the potential of another baby, but when it's a reality, very, very different. He's already got two kids I'm sure he loves. This is a third child. I find it hard to believe that he would completely not want anything to do with it. Is not having the baby an option, Leanne? It's an option. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it is an option depending on where they sit morally and ethically with that. I would never in a million years advise either way with that sort of stuff. But that is, yes, that is something that, that, that they need to discuss as well. If they were to go down that path, what kind of support would Claire need? Oh, she'd need psychological support without a doubt. But I would be, I keep going back to the potential of some mental health issues there. I'd hate to think that they make that kind of a decision when the issue could very well be more around him just struggling because he's just not coping. Yeah. That's a broader issue. I think that needs to be addressed first or at least spoken about first before that sort of discussion kind of happens. You know, you'd hate to kind of think that they go down that path and then the issue really is that he's just not coping generally and, you know, it's, um, I think there are multiple discussions that have to be had. When depression, like the depression she's describing, one that is just clouding his ability to see the joy mm. of, of a new life with the woman he loves, mm. adding to a family that he already loves, when that kind of depression goes untreated, what things can happen? Look, that could absolutely destroy the relationship, without a doubt. You know, I mean, he could just withdraw more and more. He's feeling like he can't cope. You know, who knows what's happening job-wise, whether he's struggling to even get to work. Mm. His relationship's going to struggle. He's going to struggle with the kids. And you hate to see things like this turn really bad, you know, where he starts to think of, you know, suicide, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, the longer this goes on untreated, the riskier it is for everybody. So regardless of what happens with the kid, Mm. you're saying there's a a, a situation happening with the husband. Mm. He actually needs help. And from, from my own experience, I can absolutely relate that there are some days, certainly when I was going through my worst depressions, there's some days when I'd be, you know, out surfing and the waves would be perfect and I'd be with my friend and I couldn't feel the warmth of the sun on my mm, back. I mm. couldn't see the beautiful blue sky. Yeah. All I could feel was just darkness. Mm. It really, nothing made me feel good. And the part of my brain that was supposed to react to a nice friend saying something nice to me mm. was broken. Yeah. So yep. I couldn't actually see the nice things mm. around me. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Regardless of what you choose to do with the pregnancy, mm. Claire, Please, Leanne is asking you here, and I'm trying to ask as well, try and make sure your husband gets some help. Mm, uh, regardless yeah. what happens, whatever you choose to do with the pregnancy, try and make sure your husband gets some help here yeah. because you've got two other kids to think about as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and this third child could very well be the final straw for him. If he's struggling, he's, like she's saying, he's had a difficult time lately and he has struggled with some depression. You don't want to just add to that sense of, you know, overwhelmness and kind of, you know, trigger his depression even more. So... Not that that's her fault, obviously. Yes. It's not her fault at all. It's not clear. It's not your fault it just that happens, your husband's mate. struggling. That's right. It's no one's fault. It's not his fault. No. Um, but yeah, it can be very, very, you know, and, and at the risk of sounding a bit sexist, it can be very, very hard for, for men to put their hand up and say, I need Look, help. Men don't go to the doctor unless they're on fire. Uh, the, yeah. Right? And even then, it's like, oh, I'm here because the missus made me turn up. Yeah. Flames burning <laughs> up their arm. How do you start a conversation with your husband yeah. about going to see someone because you think they might be depressed. Yeah. Look, I think you've got a it's a typical thing of communication making it about I statements, you know, like I can see that you're struggling, I'm worried about you. This is what I'm noticing. So, without kind of making accusations of I think you have depression or I think you need help because that can kind of turn quite defensive. It sort of has to be more around I'm worried because this is what I'm noticing and what can I do? We need to get you some help, you know, we need to kind of make sure you're okay. Then it can be around who he has in his life. Does he have a, a close mate? Does he have a brother or, or parents or, or someone that he can talk to? If not, then you're just a good GP is worth their weight in gold, honestly. Yeah. So make your way to a GP, 
have a chat, get a referral. Potentially they could see someone together, but I think initially he really needs to kind of mm. see someone and, and, and know that it's okay to say, I need help, man. That's, yeah. you know. You'd be amazing. Running. Like particularly we live in this incredible country where we have uh, this remarkable health system, healthcare system where you can get a referral for the mental health plan mm. that your GP can give you. And that gives you 10 sessions with mm. a, a psychologist like Leanne. Mm. You'd be amazed what you can achieve in 10 sessions. Mm. You would be amazed. Mm. Absolutely. It's the stigma that prevents people. It's that feeling mm. of on one week if I admit that I need some help. But um, yeah. she's obviously picking up that he's been struggling. Maybe they've already had those discussions. Maybe yeah. it is something that they're actually quite, you know, already talking about. But if it's not, She's the best person to bring it up because she's his wife. She's the mother of his kids. You know, I think you've got to address the elephant in so the room. So you're saying for now, trying to, as, as, as difficult it is as it is, because yeah. it is such a definitive outcome. It is a ticking yep. clock. Yes, yes. Being pregnant. Mm. Try and shift the focus to helping him getting yep. some help. Yeah. And then talk about the pregnancy yep. as a secondary thing, because this is the more acute. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that you have a child growing inside yeah. of you, yes. this is the more, this is the bigger problem. Yeah. Yep, right. yep, I think so. Yeah. Good luck, Claire. That's a really tricky one. Yep. Let us know how you go. Definitely. Yeah. You can, of course, ask us all your questions at 02 We do have one final question to go before we get to the end of the show. Before we get there, though, another podcast I'd love you to know about. Mamma Mia Out Loud. It's the weekly podcast with what everyone's talking about. From politics. He's probably the smartest politician. Get on with it, Malcolm. To pop culture. Amy Schumer and me. This is what they'd probably refer to as the walk of shame. And everything in between. God, everyone, me is naked. Oh my God. I feel free. Mamma Mia Out Loud. It's out every Wednesday. Subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. This is Love Life. I'm Osha Ginsberg with psychologist Leanne Hall. We're taking your questions on 02 Final question of this show, Leanne. Ricky has got in touch with us. Hey, Love Life. Well, my boyfriend hides me from his social media and he hasn't posted a picture of us in over a year. Um, I think it's because he wants to look like he's available, but if your social media is supposed to be a reflection of your life, where the hell am I? Do I have a right to want to be on there? This is a problem mm. that didn't exist seven years no. ago. No, it didn't, did it? Not at all. It really didn't. Gosh, our life was simple back then. Ah! Oh, I feel really old now. It's all right. <laughs> it was, though, wasn't it? We didn't even have mobile phones. You didn't even have to worry about that, let alone all of this. Regardless of how things were when I was, you know, in the age of steam going to school through the gravel, because we didn't have sealed roads in Brisbane back then. Uh, regardless, this is a reality of dating yeah. in 2017, Leanne. Mm. What does it mean if the boyfriend doesn't want her on his social media? I think Ricky's making a bit of an assumption, though. I think she's leapt from, my boyfriend hides me from his social media. And the leap is, I think it's because he wants to look like he's available. That's a pretty big leap. That's like pretty monumental. Like it, that may not be the reason at all. So you've just got to be careful with stuff like that, whether you're over-interpreting or misinterpreting. On the outside, yeah, sure, it might look like he wants to be available, but is that really what's going on? Is he posting a shirtless photo of himself going, hey, no plans, who wants to hang out, question mark? With tattoo on his forehead, I'm, I'm single. Yeah, I, I think she's just be careful with the assumptions that you make. Again, I sound like a broken record, but you've just got to communicate. You've got to communicate with your partner around this stuff. Otherwise, it just festers and goes nasty. Why do boys not want to put pictures of their girlfriends on social media? 
look, again, I don't like to mind read with stuff like that, but the obvious one is because they want to look available. Sure. I uh-huh. mean, I think that's absolutely possible. But it could also be because they're private and they just don't want the world to kind of see, you know, who's special to them. I know people that don't like putting kid, pictures of their kids for that same reason. I don't want people seeing all that kind of stuff. It could be that he's just really private and just doesn't want people to kind of see. But what um, about in this age that we live in, Leanne, is that the validation and the realness of the relationship isn't anymore. There's no debutante ball where you step out together in public for the first time I anymore. Did, I did my debut when you were 11. Well, of course yeah, you anyway. did. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's, that, that doesn't exist anymore. No. The, the legitimizing of a relationship is when the two of you have a photograph together mm, yeah. online now. Yep. And so this obviously means a lot to Ricky. Yep. And look, I, I can actually relate to what Ricky's saying. I can. I guess I'm trying very hard to kind of look at it from his point of view as well and trying not to kind of accuse him of something that he may not be guilty of. I would kind of wonder what makes Ricky assume it's because he wants to look like he's available. Are there other warning signs as well? Is he a bit of a flirt? For example, I'm not putting words in her mouth, but there might be other evidence that's pointing her in that direction as well, not just the fact that she doesn't appear in a picture. So I'd really kind of investigate that if I was Ricky and have a think of why do I think that? Why do I really think that he's wanting to look available? Is that really what he's trying to do? If it's any consolation to you, Ricky, a dear friend of mine that I used to do radio with in Los Angeles, Natalia Perez, her boyfriend is referred to as Mystery Matt because uh, he doesn't have an Instagram. Every photo that Natalia is in with him, his back is turned to the camera or his hat is so low you can't see his face. He just doesn't like his photograph being taken and he doesn't like his photograph on social media. So he's Mystery Matt. Now, Natalia is a very successful radio announcer. She's on the big hip hop station in LA. She's her photo stream is like, this is me with Wiz Khalifa. This is me with Snoop Dogg. This is me with Dr. Dre. So, Mm. you know, guys are hitting on her left and right because she's a beautiful woman, but she puts photos of her and mystery Matt. If that's any consolation, you know, some guys just don't don't want to be online. Mm. And I would ask Ricky just to be open to the idea that he might just be, as Leanne said, he might just be private and Mm. he might not you never know who follows him. Maybe his, his mum's really meddling and he doesn't want her to know that there's a woman in yeah. his life or he's got an ex that's kind of bonkers and he's trying to protect right. you from her. That's right. You don't know you these don't things. Know. So yeah, maybe yeah. ask. Yeah. Yep. Do I have a right to want to be on there? Not really. No one has a right to dictate what someone else does on their profiles, really. You have the right to communicate that you'd like to be on there. Absolutely. But you don't have the right to expect to be on there. I think that's the difference. So And social media... It's not really a reflection of our life, let's be real. Like I said, it's, it's, it's the highlight reel, you know. It's the greater tits. Who posts pictures? I, actually, I do have some friends that do this and I love, them, I love them for it. Those really vulnerable shots where you're just looking revolting or you're having a shitty day and you say, I hate my kids today, I hate them. Because <laughs> let's face it, we all have those days, don't we? But no one ever puts that on social media. So social, is it supposed to be a reflection of your life? There aren't any rules. I think that's the yeah. thing. It can be whatever you want it to be. I think, yeah, I think she's got to ask him. And How, What would the question sound like? Why the hell aren't I on your social media? <laughs> no, um, I, have to, I guess, look, I think. Does she have to, how does like? she communicate her needs and how does she ask the question? I think if he's on hers, if there are pictures of, and I'm assuming for Ricky that maybe she does, maybe her profile picture is her and a boyfriend and whatever. That's a good way to say, oh. How come you don't have any photos of me? I've got photos of you all over my site. Look at my profile picture. I love this photo of us. Isn't it cute? Do you remember what we were doing there? Yeah, that was that nice restaurant. Oh, why aren't I on any of yours? What's going on there? Kind of make it a bit of a fun kind of question, not a 
why aren't I on there? Don't cause him to get defensive. Don't accuse him of anything. Just just ask a genuinely curious question with no blame, with no accusation in your tone. <laughs> just just a conversation, and he might, and then he might, you, she might, he might surprise her. He might sort of say, like you said, well, you know that ex that I had. She's a complete fruitcake, and I don't want her to know I'm with you because she'll stalk you and hunt you down. <laughs> you don't know, so <laughs> you just don't. Know. You don't know. Yep. Thank you so much for your question, Ricky. That does leave us out of time. So, Leanne Hall, it's back to the uh, psychology office for you. Mm-hmm. You've got clients to see today. Uh, we would love to help you with your questions on the next show, 028999386. It would be very helpful to us if you let other people know about this show. You can hit the share button in the corner of your podcasting app or just tell someone, hey, I heard this great podcast with these two people. Jeez, they sound handsome and beautiful. <laughs> I made that last part up. <laughs> You don't have to say that. Jeez, they smell good. You can smell through a podcast. Yes, it's the new Mamma Mia podcast app. It's brilliant. I imagine it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to smell this room right now. <laughs> it's warm in here. What can I say? It's summertime. Uh, if you do know someone who would like this show or advice within, please share it with them. Grab their phone, subscribe, or uh, just let other people know. This is a great conversation with me and Leanne, obviously, but no conversation that we have should replace a conversation with your doctor. If you are finding yourself in any way relating to anything we've said on this show, please. Go and see a doctor because we're just here to have some fun. This show was produced by Monique Bowley. Head of entertainment at Mamma Mia is Holly Wainwright. This is another show from the Mamma Mia Podcast Network. Listener.